Howdy there, y'all. I'm Buck Naked. A bit like Cousin Earl, I'm a tad early. But I thought I'd have a little chat with you about appropriate behavior in public. Now, with a name like mine, y'all should know I'm all for getting a little air to your landing gear now and again. But there are some things that a trucker just don't want to see in public. We've had a little problem here at the Orbital with unexpected surprises for Lale out there on the gantries. I'd like to take this opportunity to say that Alvin is well known for stealing sausages, and his eyesight's none too good sometimes. So, Cousin Wee Willie Dangles, this is your final warning. You'd best put that thing away before you lose it. On that note, listeners, I'd best push this button here and just check that... Your mic's alive. And it's now time for the show. Mike Lock, oh, ugh, Mike Oxlong, as usual here, and uh, I think Cecil will tell us what's up. This is the Haddon Bite Size Bulletin, all the latest from in the galaxy for those of us that are stuck out there in the rest of it. Cannon's noses set to run for Hutton Space. Flossie in Truck Racked Rescue Drama. Hutton Commander in Deep Guano after getting in a bit of a flap at a res site. Keeping your bookie balls in the air at Beta Sculptoris. Mobius threatens to open up. Thargoids on the run as IDA closes in on next repair total. Grafting and grafts from the hot pit. Are this week's CGs the bee's knees or are the goals just a big black hole? Interstellar tinfoil salespeople, Canon Interstellar, and their mystery machine, the Gnosis, are plotting a course for Hutton Space in the next week. In the interests of the practical appliance of science, the boffins are breaking from Thargoid duties and heading for some speed trials of their mega drives. Mitter and Hollow, the planet so far discovered to have the fastest orbit in the galaxy, is their destination and the perfect location for some space speed records for a megaship in normal flight. After granting jump clearance, the Universal Cartographics Mega Drive Mega Jump and Canon Course Coordinator, known to many just as Wild Willy, made the following statement. I'll see what I can do about finding a cool orbit, but things can get a little strange around that moon. Commander Del Monte asked us for a spectacular orbit around Mitter and Hollow. I think we've managed to come up with an elliptical orbit that the jump engine supports and should still be amusing for Canon if they want to play Catch the Pigeon for a couple of weeks. It took me three orbits to catch it with my courier. Be advised, Canon accept no responsibility for any losses whilst attempting to dock. It should also be noted, it's not the first time we've broken reality attempting a jump like this in the Gnosis. So if you're on board for the jump, it could be a bumpy ride. 
Commander Del Monte added, We're running low on bourbon and Centauri Megagin, and the Gnosis' centrifuge is on the blink after Dr. Arkanen used it to get the sugar out of his coffee. He doesn't like sugar in this coffee. As Mitterrand Hollow is in Hutton-controlled space, we thought this was a good opportunity to have a few beverages whilst using the laws of physics to spin things really fast for us. We have tinfoil buckets for anyone that gets motion sick. We know that in space no one can hear you scream, but we will be testing the veracity of that as we look at FTL comms and the Doppler effect by putting pilots in the spin cycle as we head around the planet the moon orbits. Applications are being taken for access to the Gnosis's G-Simulator. Not as early transcripts of this announcement stated, with an added T, as that would be silly and childish and designed to make everyone titter. Alvin has decreed that the next month's Muggly meet, Muggly Meetup, yes, the next monthly Muggly Meetup, is going to be named Chase the Gnosis, where commanders will bring Hutton mugs to the orbit of Mitterrand Hollow, along with plenty of gin and indie bourbon, maybe even a few prayer sticks, in the name of science with plenty of tail chasing. If everyone in the galaxy wasn't already aware that Commander Flossie is just the single nicest pilot in the galaxy, the perfect pilot antidote to the saltier types out there, a kind of reverse greaser. One incident this week just went even further in proving it. An urgent message was sent by one of our commanders, Claire Helen, that after one particularly uneventful foray out into the black, past a few yellows, reds, blues and browns, Claire Helen had one of those moments. Where the honk scoop jump had become honk jump, then honk jump again, before finally becoming honk. Oh, oh, bother. The message took a while to be picked up by the fuel rats, but Commander Flossie, Mother Trucker, and Queen Rat, fuel rat that is, was on the ball, not uh, in the ball, like her late hamster, and whirred into a frenzy of action in a speed rescue. Putting her own safety on the line by taking the nearest neutron dual carriageway, a bit like a highway, but fewer lanes and no hard shoulder straight to Claire Helen's rescue, and arriving with more than a little damage to her own ship due to the haste, Commander Flossie promptly effected a speed refueling manoeuvre and even had time to stop for a quick celeb selfie before jetting off to rescue kittens from a burning space station, help the elderly across the road, apparently a certain psycho cow had a birthday this week, and assisting Simoof with programming his VCR. Commander Claire Helen, meanwhile, has stuck a big sticker on our cockpit canopy, which has three important words on it. Honk, jump, scoop. So, so that in next time she isn't left with under a minute of air left when the next Hutton hero has to come calling. And perhaps she might even change the order of that. If one's name is Sporbat and one gets into a bit of a spat, one might consider that one might get into a bit of the guano. Which is exactly what happened when the aforementioned commander attempted to do a little bounty hunting for Hutton. Unaware that Hutton's police forces frown heavily upon the odd stray shot and that Alvin is less than impressed with casual carving up of colourful cutters amongst the ice rings, the Sporbat flat-out splat attack on passing pirates unfortunately happened before his sensors had resolved the target and put him waist-deep in the effluent this week. In efforts to avoid a double dipping in the manure via a trip to Cubicle 3, he ventured out into the void to wait out his notoriety and then sneaking his way back to a factor's arms to sweep his misdeeds into the waste bin of I wasn't here, Governor. It wasn't me. It was those other boys. They made me do it. This isn't fair. Oh, go on, let me off. Here's 50 quid. 
Needless to say, after a couple of hours of groveling, the authorities got bored of him and let him go, before they incarcerated him on charges of taking up way too much time that could be better spent eating donuts. If there's one group of commanders that can be relied upon to be the raciest, yes, that's raciest and not the other word, that's a bad word. Racing's fun and, of course, approved by everyone except Commander Nimby, who tries to catch them using a hairdryer doubling as a speed camera. It's the Buckyballers, renowned throughout space for turning everything into a race, including scoffing breakfast, getting out of a damp wetsuit on a hot day, first one to the bar after work on a Friday, and, of course, who can drive three rings around a Thargoid base in the fastest time without being attacked by scavengers? The Buckyballers decided to try a little base jumping which involves seeing who falls fastest under gravity. Normally speaking, they would all have met their fiery doom at exactly the same time, due to the laws of physics, and declare the entire race a draw, but there was only one hiccup. There was scenery in the way, which turned it into rather less of a race and rather more of a game of SRV-based Russian roulette. We're glad to announce that whilst many SRVs were harmed in this endeavour, all the commanders managed to get home safely with only minor abrasions. We don't know who won, but in a battle with gravity, we suspect the plaudits will go to the suspension designer on the SRV, who kept many a commander safe from a compacted spine and losing their fillings on impact. The biggest member of the biggest group of members in the galaxy, yes, the Titan that is Morbius, has given us the benefit of his experience this week with a suggestion that 50,000 people might decide that the generous dollops of salty deposits dished out by the naughty commanders in the galaxy aren't the reason that his fellows installed pilot blocking software in their ships. Indeed, he is a proponent of patented pilot permission programs which allow commanders to issue a fuck off I'm busy warning to passing pirates which are thoroughly legally enforceable. The pirates of the galaxy, led by the dastardly Don Antonacci, are up in arms that anyone suggests that sneaking up on someone and nicking their stuff should be pre-arranged appointment only. There are concerns that pilots would take advantage of poorly qualified diary secretaries to deny that they had ever given permission or even received the request in the first place. Hutton does feel that the tall titan himself has a few good points, mostly to do with his capacity for drink and the ability to hide behind him during a bar fight. We of course would welcome far more commanders to chat to, sell mugs to, shout for the mug at, wing up with, crash into and generally engage in all things PWP with, without having to resort to special software that made everything far too lonely. For the mug. For the third week running, Thargoids have been stonewalled at the battlefront and are being bricked out of another system. Graham MK and the rest of the Hutton Orbital Truckers Thargoid Operation Team, or Hot Tots, aided by everyone and their acts, have prevented yet more stations from falling foul of the Thargoids and their little fuckers. Eagle Eye reports that uh, Eagle Eye reports that a bit like squeezing a well-oiled and decidedly slippery balloon full of water, rather like this script, they might have got a good grip at the moment, but it's sure to bulge out somewhere else and fall off the floor with a plop if you don't pay attention. To that end, they've released the following information via our liaison officer, Atrus 5060. 
As of this morning, Eagle Eye seems to be needing corrective lenses due to some errors and typos in its messages. Thanks to the hard work of Canon Research, they have decoded the Eagle Eye messages and found non-human source signals and wrecked megaships in Lusonda and HR-1257. Lusonda has a population of 3,200,600... Sorry, start that again. 3,206,712 and is home to Lee Orbital, a station under the control of our friends at the Tiaka Elite Altruist Bagging Cooperative. HR-1257 has a population of 8,045,940, several stations, the largest being Jacobi Platform, and is controlled by the player group Simbad Regime. The Aegis megaship Acropolis has relocated to the T-Bagger-controlled system of Silatia to help coordinate the effort in Lusonda. The Aegis megaship Vanguard has relocated to Ankanak, oh dear, get your teeth in for that one, Ankanak, to help coordinate in the effort in 1257. This week's efforts will be to focus on defending Lusonda and HR 1257. Breaking news, we have an important notice from Commander Ninja. If you're a child of Raxler, we have a few words for you. 1. Stop pretending you don't know where it is. We know you know, and now it's annoying. Also, stop pretending you do know where it is and simply aren't telling. We don't much care how you slice your salami, but could you do it somewhere else, please? 2. You can properly foxtrot Oscar hampering the IDA in hot pot operations, even if you've got some beef with the Aegis. Wait until operations are finished and then take it up with an Aegis representative. At the moment, all that's on the station is a contingent of repair nutters, experienced in Cubicle 3 operations, no less, who are attempting to glue the doohickeys back onto the watsits and turn the Ujim into a flipsch nibslosh while not catching fire. Now, it's time for some graphs that show the grafting from the geezers and the hot pit team. Time for a little bit off the shoulder, unflattered information from our mighty loose knockers. While the seasons have no effect on temperatures in the blackness of space, where you're either near to a star and hot, or far away from a star and you're at risk of being added to Cecil's gin, the coming of summer prime and the traditional heat-based lethargy appears to have made for a very steady week in hot space. That's the area that the truckers control, not the album by Queen, by the way. With almost all systems sitting comfortably in the happy zone and the faction in a boom state, there are really only three points to make. LHS 340 is, as usual, closed to all traffic. If you're not en route to the naughty step, stay out. Otherwise, you might as well go straight to the naughty step, as that's where you'll be sent anyway. Wolf 359 does not yet have his desired election pending. Please support Union of Wolf 35 Line Labour and avoid hot missions so that Alvin's political team can do their thing unhindered. 3. Leave George's pants alone. That's the last place we wanted expansion popping up. We are in a boom state, so everything counts. Just follow the previous instructions, and apart from that, prioritise the lower influence systems and those with large populations. Outbreak is pending, so even when boom finishes, there will be profits to be made trucking meds, so fill your coffers but do it carefully. Over in Colonia, the expansion was successful, but we landed in a system with two other player factions already established, so please avoid that system completely while the diplomatic team are establishing relations. The instructions for Colonia are simple. We're in boom, so hot missions and passengers, trade, bounty hunting and exploration data are welcome in both EL Procol Centauri and Dorizo. Now I have a suspicion that community goals have been once again opened up to the general public. Only an inkling mind, but my darling wife Norma has details on an illegal rave. And we all know that the last time Norma Snockers went raving, 
someone ended up with a pair of black eyes and significant back trouble. Over to you, Mrs. Snockers. Hello. Yes, uh, I've got two CGs for you this week. There's a uh, lost Chupacabras campaign. Uh, lost Chupacabras, an independent faction based in the LFT 926 system, has announced plans for a musical event known as the Jailhouse Rock and Blues Music Festival. A spokesperson said, Our hope is that this will be the greatest music festival this side of Sagittarius A. To quote Plato, Music is a moral law, it gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and charm and gaiety to life and to everything. Los Chupacabras have asked for quantities of beer, tobacco, coffee and narcotics to be delivered to Meredith in the LFT 926 system and have promised to reward pilots who deliver them. Beer, tobacco and narcotics are all illegal in the system and therefore need to be sold in the black market. There have apparently been some issues reported about no black market, similar to the uh, lack of agents last week, uh, but it's just a case of waiting for all the service to be propagated. And the second CG, uh, restoring, restoring order in TNC, Authorities in the TNC system have reported a sharp increase in the number of criminals operating in the area attacking pilots travelling in the system, causing disruption to their trading. The autocracy of TNC has placed a kill order on all ships on its wanted list and has promised to reward pilots who deliver bounty vouchers to the dancy diddly doodars port. And that's everything for me. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, everyone. Now, I, I'm still convinced that you're masquerading as somebody else and are actually Flossie. I know you said, you know, you were you were her cousin, but um, I don't believe you. Anyway, I suppose I'm going to hand over to uh, our producer for the evening, Mike Oxlong. Good evening. So now it's time for the rest of the show. And as usual, we have a subject for all the tunes and they're all connected somehow. Your job, should you choose to accept it, is to join the dots. All of them. Yes, we're marching forwards towards the rest of this chaos. And to help us, we've got the Boston Pops with a little bit of bogey and a march. Oh, that makes me want to march up and down and up and down in a, in a very proud and uniformed fashion. If only I wasn't a scruffy git. So, welcome back, everybody, to the rest of the show. This is this is the bit that we don't write in advance, so um, we've got lots and lots of things to talk about this evening. But first, and highest on Alvin's list, we've got to ask Commander Bucknaked, or Eric, if Buck's cleared off. Um, we understand there are some more uh, shit-tier mugs, fake mugs, that have been discovered this week. Yeah, there are. Um, I forgot the name of the company selling them, but... They claim they're hunting mugs, but they're blank. Terrible, terrible thing, and they are shipped here. Well, what do you mean blank? Sure. I mean the usual. They're the blank. usual mugs have got like at least a fake Hutton orbital on them or something. At least this time, though, they're just using the name. They they couldn't even afford the ink for it. Right, and, and this was during some sort of twenty first century dig, old high street ruin dig, a series of small walls and some old pottery, wasn't it? Yeah, it was discovered that. Um, 
uh, after after I did some digging myself, I discovered that uh, all the octopus around the area were gone, kind of exterminated, and so that's how they couldn't make or get any ink because they were using the octopus ink, invisible ink. <laughs> Ooh, they could be. You might it could, it could be lemon some, juice. They, they tried hot. etching into Hutton mugs with lemon juice and ended up with just mugs. These aren't Hutton mugs. These are just mugs. So next, that retailer that um, may or may not exist in the UK <clears throat> back in the 21st century, those aren't Hutton mugs, guys. You might say they're Hutton mugs, but they're just mugs. Just like you'll be if you actually buy any. <laughs> just a yeah, mug. Yeah. So if you, if you buy one of Next mugs that say they're a Hutton mug and you proudly sit there with your your very blank Hutton mug, um, people will take the Mickey because you were had, and they're actually more expensive than Hutton mugs because Hutton mugs don't cost any money at all, do they? And you know the worst thing of all, your tea will go, go cold. Yeah, it will do. It won't be kept warm in in frameshift drive, and you might have a smashing time when you drop one. Anyway, the team here. So we, the team here this evening, obviously, we've, we've got a live Buck Naked. We have Commander Evenstar, who's uh, producer for the evening. We've got a poorly mod-suffering Fletch in a, a, a hazard suit over there. Um, we've got Dead Meat GF, also known as Mr. Giller, who's got a new microphone. And we've got Commander Flossie. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Evening. Oh, see, it's so good to hear uh, Dead Meat GF sounding smooth rather than... Deep and echoey. Oh, yes. That's very kind of you. Not well, this is for the benefit of Alvin, clear. who's translating for Mike, that Mike was saying he couldn't actually hear a word you were saying, but now he can hear you. I'm not sure he wants to, but he can. Well, at least he's not going to hear my usual guess. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, there have been a few guesses, but we're going to cover those in a little bit. Now, um, there, there was a big post by Commander Mobius that we mentioned during the news. Does, does anybody have any more detail on what Mobius was suggesting? You, you're allowed oh, to say I no. I don't. <laughs> no, I haven't heard nothing. Was that somebody asked me the question because I happen to have it on screen. So, so what what was Mobius saying about open then? Well, Commander Mobius. Now, Commander Mobius started off a a, a group of pilots who um, don't like getting shot at, and they love they love shooting at. Um, non-Pilots Federation pilots but don't like shooting at each other and they've got a sort of this pact between them you know, be excellent to each other, don't shoot each other which is like a giant version of the Hutton Private Group um, if people use the Hutton Private Group and um, he's saying very publicly that uh, the only reasons is that it, it exists is because unwanted PVP, now that's PVP not PWP which we love and um, he's given some things that people could do at the Pilots Federation to put 50,000 more people back into flying out there without sort of hiding anywhere. Um, now, I'm going to read these headings out. They're in big bullet points, and we have a yay or no boo. That wouldn't work from the team here. So number one suggestion uh, was that players are required to either be Empire, Faction, Alliance, or Independent. Independent. Well, it covers everybody, doesn't it? It covers the empire. Independent. Independent. You wear a toga, you're empire. You wear jack boots, you're federation. You you have your hair and dreads. You wear nothing at all, you're buck naked. (laughs) Yeah, you're independent. You get a category all of your own. We wouldn't mind that one because it covers everything. The second one players that are from the above factions are legitimate (laughs) targets for everyone else. 
Mm. So if you have a Boom. faction. That's, that's basically uh, power play. Yeah, yeah that's that power is. play. Yeah. Uh, players choosing independent and attack any others are flagged as wanted by everybody. Wait, Independents are wanted by everybody. That's a boo, isn't it? Hey, boo. Yeah, boo. no, no. So Hutton pilots wouldn't be allowed to go into the Empire. Right. Or Federation. No, no, no. Not like Aligning yourself anyway. to a faction like Hutton will offer players unique power. But we've already got that. Yeah, it's and apparently again. we can all play rock, paper, scissors. I, I don't understand Man. that one. Um, players aligned to a big faction that have zero but I've fallen asleep during this one I'm going to just say boo on the next one <laughs> bounty hunters are required to register you got to stand yeah, at the back of the class and say no sir yeah, I'm a bounty hunter and I have to be authorised by somebody as a letter of mark kind of thing that's not a bad sounds, idea sounds <laughs> interesting I'd like yeah. to hear hear more I can see he's got legs it. as a career. Yeah, I can see where it's going. It's just it seems if you want to try a bit of everything, is it easy to register and unregister and re-register, or is it just too much of a faff? Yeah, the next one I'm not even going to cover because it it sounds confusing. The one after says all anarchy systems are a free for all and have zero security forces. One well, isn't that the way it is already? Yay. Yeah, pretty much should be. Okay. Uh, system security status should be more important and um, kick ass. Yay. Yeah, I Yay. think it should be more of a contrast, yes. Yeah, a safe system, you should, if you get interdicted by somebody, they should kick your backside. Now, there's lots of the, but they'll blow me up in 15 seconds. Well, <sighs> stay out then. You need to fly super a bit fast responding. Yeah, you know, in that case, don't be in a ship that blows up in 15 seconds. Okay, here's one. Local security will not attack pilots that are aligned to the local faction, but only defend them. Uh, that's not a bad shout. Yeah. As I'm long a hunting trucker. Regardless of what I'm doing, I'm safe because Lael says so. Uh, until you, you know, cross the line. There's got to be a line you can cross, hasn't there? A criminal line. Yeah. But maybe you okay, get a little anybody wanting to perform piracy within Hutton Space... Uh, are not penalised if you're a Hutton pilot. Ooh, not sure about that one. Mm, no. No, that no. would just be happening. That doesn't make sense. You get, you get a slightly longer leash, I think, that if you're in your local yeah. system, perhaps. Okay, and the last one is bounty hunting should be a legitimate career and role, and a bounty hunter should have carte blanche if they're hunting bounties. I like it as a legitimate career. Yeah. With progression. Def definitely. I I could see that more if you were a registered bounty hunter and then you had to go, let's say you went into a system that the person wasn't wanted in, but they did have bounties in other systems. And because you're a registered bounty hunter, now you can scan them for all those out-of-system bounties, and then your attack on them is legit and you won't get in trouble. So they'd be like some sort of okay. Buford now, T. Justice. Risk, I'm sorry. Like yeah, just at the risk of beginning to sound like a, an episode of Live Radio and discussing mechanics of how things work, <laughs> um, do we feel that this is going to bring 50,000 people back into, yay, we're playing with everybody else? Mm. No. Well, no. No. Okay, that's fine. So we're going to brush over that one and move on. 
I mean, it's nice that he's engaging with everybody and, and trying to find a way to not have to run a 50,000-person group of pilots. But anyway, that was the first one. The second one this week is about our weekend Uber deal. Ooh, excitement. Now, now, Flossie, do you know anything about the, the weekend Super Uber deal? Is that when Flossie drives the Uber car? Huh. I thought they were huh. self-driving these days. <laughs> No, they took them offline in Arizona. Uh, I think they went offline people. everywhere else. Yeah. Yes. So do, do you know anything about what the Uber deal is this weekend? Well, apparently you're making bigger profits on uh, sales and bigger rewards for emissions and just lots more of everything. Um, okay. Some good engineering. So we get more right. cash for doing stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's all dressed up as some kind of. Um, we asked the accountant here, some kind of tax dodge, isn't it? I don't no, know. No. I think it's tax dodge. It's just no, something, um, something for the but, for the bank holiday weekend. Yeah, but it's not even a, just the weekend. It's no, a whole it's, it's week. It's a already week, yeah. started. Yeah. yeah, it'll end. No, I, I heard this was a it's big a tax dodge. The authorities were were cutting the taxes on everything. Therefore, you made more profit. I, I thought this was some kind of clawback on on taxation across the galaxy. Yeah, whatever. Authorities are going to find the way to hack taxes anyway. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get it on the rebuys when everybody goes mad, bonkers, busy, crazy, doing trading and forgets their... Oh, and also engineering recipes are going to be easier to to get engineering. Now, there was some controversy over this one because um, now there were some assumptions made. and Everybody knows what assume means. It makes an arse out of you and me. Now, there are people who say, <laughs> oh, clearly... Grade five things you can buy for grade four materials. Now, what's actually happened is that they've taken the grade five materials and say, well, we can do one one category lower on the rarity. So we can do it with slightly less rare stuff, but in the same stuff, if you know what I mean. We're not using the grade four recipes. Yeah. Yeah. And there was much saltiness and crying over that one as well. Basically, everything got cheaper, but what everybody assumed it was going to happen didn't happen. So the guy who spent five days farming materials got it wrong. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> right. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Deadmeat GF, are, are you off to Northampton sometime in the next few weeks? Uh, I am, yes. And what are you looking forward to doing? I'm hoping to see. Uh, Something I've never done before, some maybe some new kind of game or something to play. Okay, tell us all about this new kind of something to play game. I mean, there was there was a briefcase that went missing last week, and we recovered it and we've opened it. We've had a look inside, and it looks quite nice. But what can you tell us about where it came from? What is it about? Well, I can't tell huge amounts because it's still in prototype, and well, no, it's just just been finished, and uh, it's still pre-order. Um, I can say I have pre-ordered it, uh, but yes, it's it's a card-based or card game based on Elite, um, and I believe that they will be taking their copies down for us to have a play on and experience the game. So, I mean, if you fancy a little bit of a quickie, I mean, EDRPG is a great thing if you've got five friends and a lot of a lot of time in an evening. But this sounds like it's you know one for those who like a bit of a quickie. I like quickies. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's um, by Spider Mind. 
uh, or Daffith Greenfally, who was on last week, I think, and has been on a live stream this evening. And yes, it's it's pew pew with cards. So if you're at the bar and you haven't had your pew pew this week, you can do pew pew with cards. So you can you can play your Uber Anaconda and it says kick everybody's ass, and then you kick the other person's ass who's in an adder, and then you win a bit. But yeah, it, it, it's a card game based on Elite. It's not as complicated as EDRPG, and you don't have to learn the rulebook and have a GM. And it's in little packs, of which Season 1, I think, is released at the moment with some glorious artwork and a lovely box with some dice and tokens and cards and lots of pictures of spaceships. And it's not Top Trumps, no. Whoever guessed Top Trumps, no, it's not that. <laughs> so it's more exploding condors than exploding kittens, is it? Yeah, exploding yes. condors. That's that's the closest thing. Yeah, it's um, there's a little game board with a there's stuff near to me and far away from me and stuff in the middle, and you play your cards and then you try and beat the other guy or girl into submission, and interdict them a lot and smash them. Kind of, kind of sounds like a, another card game I play called Star Realms, where you uh, you have traders and you got fighters and you you buy in more and more ships and try and beat out the other faction that one's a lot of fun well this is that but with anacondas i bring my it... anaconda with me every time or you type 10 being that you're with lacon or at least buck is <laughs> yeah yeah so it looks like a, a lot you know a load of fun it's 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 shorter it's a bit of you know pew pew fun without actually having any rebuys um i mean the the images we've seen so far and the prototypes we've seen have some glorious artwork on them. I mean, the the, the presentation quality on it, I know uh, Commander Psycho Cow down on Van Munnen's Star Spa and Juice Bar has been having a go with this and in prototype version. Uh, we can say that now because it's been launched. And uh, he's been having a bit of a go with it and he says it's, yeah, some pew-pew fun. It looks pretty cool, I must say. Anyway, talking of Commander Psycho Cal, um, there are lots and lots of people. Now, this is another one for you, Dead Meat, and potentially Flossy with your tiny little under-the-desk bike. Um, there's been lots of Hutton truckers getting fit this week. There have. This is the uh, the mad cyclists who are going to throw themselves into a volcano, is it not? Yeah, while strapped to a shark covered in dynamite. Don't with laser beams. We're <laughs> with frickin' laser beams, yes. Um, so yes, there's there's been a heroic effort by somebody who's not cycling, who has now gone from um, a Type Ten to a Type Seven. So congratulations, Commander Psycho Cow. Uh, I I've gone from um, a Type Seven with big bulkheads to a Type Seven without big bulkheads, and a number of other commanders have started um, becoming insane and doing a bit of insanity as well. Oh yeah, that's a step too far for me. Now, even Star, you're you're doing this um, volcano jumping, base jumping as well, aren't you? I am. What is insanity? It's a mad cardio program where you you know you do sort of high intensity training, which is supposed to be short, you know, short bursts of a minute here, a minute there, and and insanity is basically let's do the high intensity training, but let's do it for forty minutes, which hurts. It hurts a lot. It, it, it would do. Um, so insanity is. Doing all the exercise before you go to the volcano. Yes, yes. I'm, right, I'm, I'm and we've discovered that apparently the, the gearing on the bikes that are going to be used by the nutcases raising money for charity is not sufficient. And we've decided there's only one upgrade on all the commanders going, and it's going to be bigger thighs. Yep, that's the plan. Can I, 
I need need to do the Hulk bit, and once I burst out of my jeans, then then perhaps perhaps I'll be ready. Yes, you wouldn't like me when I'm cycling uphill and sweaty. Yeah, well, we can yeah. fix that with a little electric motor attached to your bicycle. I got some some super super duper sort of feedback systems from a um, from someone who was extremely generous and very helpful, and and they basically told me the other day, yeah, you know, you thought you were pretty good, you know, not so much. Try harder. So. Try harder. Oh, I tell you what, I'm I'm going to be practicing that those ankle movements required for the throttle and the brake on the support van in in yeah. a big way you, you, over you the next six months. Got to build up those tendons. You know, you don't want to lose an Achilles heel halfway up a mountain. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want RSI from hitting the brakes every time you lot fall off. That's right. As long as you put plenty of towing eyes on the back of that van, we'll be fine. And um, why on earth are a bunch of Hutton truckers throwing themselves into a volcano in November? Well, many reasons, not least of which is because it's there and because it's silly, because we're hunting truckers, but mainly for hearing dogs for the deaf and special effect, who are two superb charities that do wonderful things. Oh, there was there was some news about special effect. Now, I don't I don't oh. think we covered this last week that they've Did helped they? invent a new kind of controller. Mm -hmm. Yes, Microsoft have come up with a, a really big funky controller that looks a bit like one of those sort of pretend DJ's desks, but um, has has oodles of holes around the back to plugging in all sorts of whiz-bangs and button pushes. and a Extra uh, buttons and pads and stomp on it, bash it with your elbow, drive it with your chin, what, whatever you need, kind of, yeah, controllers. Looks like a great little modular system. But we understand that Special Effect were involved in the development of this, so I know it's got Microsoft's name on it, but we all know that it was uh, Dr. Mick and Baz who did all the hard work. Absolutely. Those two are just uh, just amazing. In fact, the whole team at Special Effects just fantastic. Oh, we had an urgent message from um, Alvin via his uh, aide-de-camp, uh, Commander Snoswell, that um, justgiving.com slash teams slash truckers up tidy, T-E-I-D-E, is where we're going to be raising money for the previous thing that wasn't, yeah, the actual controller. That's the doing the hard work first bit. Yep, so we've got a got a big old target and we hope to leave that standing in the dust behind us, wondering where we got to. But then we're going to stay up the volcano, we're going to look at the stars, we're going to try and find out where Hutton is in relation to the sky, even if it's below the horizon, and a few of the others as well. I think there might be hints that we might be taking some stargazing kit up with us as well. Oh, yes. yes. So we're going to gaze at Hutton space from on top of a volcano. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to work out which way to point. But, um, but yeah, the, the best minds up. are on it. Up is good. It's a good start. We're just, just hoping that Hutton will be actually up and not down because it is much harder to see through 25,000 miles of rock. Well, we're talking about Hutton being up and Hutton being down. Um, dead meat. Okay, so Hutton influence. You covered it really well earlier. What's the thing with Wolf 359 at the moment? Um. As we all remember, Wolf 359 was the home of the Dastardly Don. Um, and due to recent developments, we're quite keen to give him his castle back. Because firstly, it's been battered to basically a wreck. Uh, and secondly, the people battering it to a wreck are not helpful to our influence. So we're going to honour this request, give it back under the pretense of being nice. Uh, and then when people batter it, they'll affect his influence and not ours. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to engineer some elections and other things. Uh, so at the moment, we need to drop a little bit and uh, match with the uh, the union 
and then have the election so that we can hand them things. It, no, normally, this is really, really easy because Wall 359 plummets like a stone when we take our foot off the gas. And um, we'd be looking at graphs, and the graphs look a little bit scary, don't they? They are very spiky. Yeah, they sort of go up and down like some kind of saw blade. Now, normally speaking, when we do loads and loads of work to help other people, we plummet. In fact, we've been down on really low percentages sometimes in the past, but we can't get it down at the moment. We're, we're up and we, we're stuck up and we can't get it down. That's the problem. Yeah, so usually the problem is we, we can't get it down, we just can keep it up all the time. <laughs> yes. So let's not keep it up in Wolf 359 because keeping it up there is just going to cause public embarrassment. So Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> keep it down. Think think thoughts about um, Running Boris over Johnson. Cats. The dome. Yes. <laughs> also, something something that's just going to turn you off the Wolf 359. So yes, just just help the union. Don't help us. Please don't help us. We don't want any help over there at all. Just help them. Hurt us. Yes, that's that's it is that simple. Okay, now Commander Flossie. Now there are two CG topics this week. One of them is clearly a bit illegal and a bit hippie. Are we going to be giving away some hut and goodies this week for doing stuff to do with booze and drinking illegally? Oh well, um, we do, we do enjoy a drink, don't we? Um, yeah, and a bit of an illegal race. I mean, illegal. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's 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 shades of illegal. There's there's slaves sure. that we did the other week. That that's the kind of illegal yeah. legal that we're not too keen on. But um, yeah, booze and songs. Yeah, we can we can live with that. So, are, are you going to be giving away some prizes to the top Hutton commander in this CG? Yeah, the I think the uh, highest ranking top ten commander in the um, trade CG. The black market trade CG. Yes, the black market. Although there is, you can deliver coffee if you don't want to get involved with the black market. You can deliver coffee. That's perfectly so fine. So if you're for coffee, then that's the right way to do it. So uh, you can do it legally as well. So, um, yes, at the end of the week, which is next Thursday, if anybody is in the top ten, uh, does it have a top ten? I forgot to ask. Yeah, there is a top ten. There is a top ten. One, yeah. So if you're a Hutton commander in the top ten, not 10%, but top ten, what you do next Thursday or whenever it finishes, you shout, hey, Flossie, I'm in the top 10. Am I top? And if you're top of the top 10, then Flossie sends you some goodies. Well, somebody does, yes. <laughs> but if you're desperate for a Hutton mug, not just goodies, how might you get a Hutton mug this week? Deathly uh, silence. Well, you find nine friends, don't you? Oh, yes, yes. Find nine friends and all ten of you get into the top ten commanders. All ten will win Hutton mugs. So if the entire top ten is Hutton truckers in the top ten, if you find nine friends, we're promising to send out ten mugs in one go. Yep. <laughs> and we still don't believe you lot are up to the challenge. No, I don't think so. <laughs> How about this for an idea? How about... Ten commanders with cutters get a hundred friends to load them up. Would that work? Ten times ten to yeah. I suppose Hutton's got enough commanders. We could do that possibly. I mean, coffee you don't need loading up with. It's not like rares trading, is it? No. Yeah. Just get lots of coffee and some mugs and drop it off at um, Diddly Doodah. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, anyway, or well, Commander Fletch, Commander Fletch, you're a fan of sci-fi. Are you, are you well enough to talk about sci-fi? Always. So there's a series of novels that was turned to a series of TV, and yet again, the TV company said, this thing's getting awesome, awesome reviews. We'd better cancel it quick. Yeah, wonderful, that game, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so do you have any detail on whether it's been rescued yet or not? Um, in theory, yes, but I can't talk about it in public. I don't know anybody at Netflix, honestly. Okay, <laughs> well, I think um, The Expanse by um, S.A. Corey and... Um, who's the other one? The other one. Oh, um, God, don't get me asking on James S.A. Corey and the other one. Anyway, is a series of books. Everybody loves the books because it's lots of sci-fi and it's got pew-pew in it and aliens and very similar to real life here at Hutton. And um, the, the sci-fi channel said, no, that's rubbish, we don't want it. It's getting great reviews. But um, somebody's picked it up. I think Amazon have said, subject to contract, they've rescued it. Yeah, Amazon are bidding for it. It's now whether it's worthwhile uh, Netflix resurrecting it or whether they're actually going to sell the um, franchise to um, Amazon. So their legal team are talking to the other legal team, working out if the number of zeros after the, after the dollar sign is worth it for both parties. Well, um, we don't actually give a monkeys as long as there's more of it on telly. Because when That's you're flying it. to it's Hutton, on. you know, one episode of this is perfect for a flight to Hutton. Yeah, um, say that. And then you just watch the whole series over again. You're like, I missed that bit. And wow, it's even more awesome second time, man. And then I've got to watch it again. And oh, man, awesome. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it at the expense. Awesome. And, and remember the cant is all we're going to say. Remember the cant on that one. And finally, before we go to the, the, the final bit then, we've got um, a mug meet happening in the first Friday of next month which is June, and we're going to do something special this month because the Gnosis is coming to Hutton Space. And is it not at Meter and Hollow? Now, what do you know about Meter and Hollow? It moves very fast. It moves really, 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 really fast in supercruise, as in if you stand still, it'll smack into you, and if you do go really fast you might miss it this is the fastest orbiting moon around a planet it's about a 60 second orbit something like that something like that yeah Yeah, so the gnosis is being put in an orbit around something that's orbiting every 60 seconds around its planet they're gonna get so very dizzy yeah. So it's sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, and somehow you've got to catch the gnosis. So what we're doing on the next Hutton mug meet is um, we're going to go buy some mugs and some gin and some prayer sticks, whatever we can get our hands on, and we're going to try and catch the gnosis as it goes whizzing past and park there and throw, you know, booze at them and then go get some more. So the Hutton mug meet at the start of next month is we're going to either meet at Hutton Orbital and load up with some mugs to take to the Gnosis and try and catch it, or we just go to the Gnosis and have fun watching the sunrise and sunset and planet rise and planet set um, at the Gnosis with Canon Interstellar. And apparently it's going to be arriving on the Thursday, so by the Friday it'll be all settled into its orbit and we can catch it up and deliver some mugs. And gin. And gin. With, and with, a night, with nighttime and happening every 60 seconds, they'll need a lot of nightcaps. Yes. <laughs> so basically, it's, it's, a, it's a mega ship on a spin cycle. 
But thank you very much to our friends from Canon Interstellar for choosing Hut and Space for the location for your next. I, I mean, they're not playing with Thargoids this time. They're just. I think they're there for a laugh. They're, they're having a sort of roller coaster weekend for parties and tinfoil. Lots of tinfoil. Yep. So whether you're on a PlayStation, whether you're on the Xbox and Team Hotbox, whether you're on the PC, that's where we're going next Friday at about eight in the evening UK time, which is seven in the evening GMT, which is uh, wh when is it, Buck, in Merkin time? Uh, six hours other than y'all's. <laughs> oh, right. Depending upon what side of so the At some point mid-afternoon. But it's yeah. going to be going on. This, I'm sure the night shift are going to be out there as well, some point around midnight. Could be. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to move along with the show. And of course, with the so abbreviated format of the show, we've talked about the CGs already. We talked about the um the hot pit bit and the things going on in the galaxy. Um, we need to go and talk to the next bit. And the man who seems to have the touch when it comes to commenting on the galaxy is up next. Uh, transforming your view of the galaxy. What better way to herald his arrival than with a little bit of bush? Uh, Stan Bush. Commander Wotherspoon, hey? He digests everything, so we don't have to. Galnet News Digest, 24th of May, 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Federation reconsiders league stance. Gift Horse visits the dentist. Tharg the Mighty brings boom to celestial cults. Federation reconsiders league stance. Commanders are sometimes confused about the difference between the two federations. There's the Federation of Star Systems, which is the power based in Seoul, and headed by greasy-haired President Zachary Hudson. And there's the Pilots Federation, which is the professional trade organisation of independent pilots, with headquarters in Shinrata Desra. But in this case, it doesn't matter which is which, because they've both had members killed by the so-called League of Reparation an organisation that appears to believe that killing the great-grandchildren of people it disagrees with is a pretty smart thing to do. The Federation's official stance on the League of Reparation, which until now has been along the lines of who, 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 the Empire and the Alliance have terrible security, that sort of thing could ever happen here, has been downgraded to unfriendly, with a distinct possibility that it might be further downgraded to downright hostile. The Federation corpse was Ezra Lux Kumar, killed by a lethal nerve toxin. Well, he wouldn't be dead if it weren't lethal, would he? Whereas the two Pilots Federation members were killed using military weapons, with the words For Jameson neatly spelt out in cursive laser writing on the hulks of their dead ships. The Federation is now reported to be engaged in industrial-level genealogy, to try and work out who the next victim will be. Meanwhile, the Alliance has appointed Riri McAllister to replace assassinated Fleet Admiral Tulimag McCannon. Hailing from the Lave system, McAllister, a woman of few words, 
but who has been prominent in her calls for greater transparency from Aegis and who's criticised Imperial wildcard Ashling Duval for her petty political posturing, will be the youngest ever member of the Council of Admirals. Master strategist and veteran combat pilot McAllister has vowed to work to track down and eliminate the League of Reparation. Gift Horse visits the dentist. Commanders throughout the galaxy have been protesting about the tax cuts that started today, proclaiming it a cheap trick to get their votes. Revenue tax will not be collected for a week, something that'll give the galactic authorities time to assess the tax's impact on trade. However, traders are reported to be unhappy that their previous efforts to earn a living from lower profit margins will be devalued by a period of high earnings. Independent engineers, the tech monkeys who use unauthorised, often illegal means to modify ships to deliver better performance, are supporting the suspension of tax, which they don't pay anyway, by offering their services in return for different and slightly more common materials. There's some evidence that it's pressure from the Pilots' Federation, the organisation representing the needs of independent pilots, that led to these changes. But it's rank-and-file members of the Pilots' Federation that are up in arms about the easy life they're being offered. Amid this growing chorus of complaint about trade routes becoming more profitable and engineers offering discounts on upgrades, the Pilots' Federation is reported to be somewhat baffled and has vowed to respect the wishes of its members and ensure that the previous tax regime is fully reinstated before the end of the month. Tharg the Mighty brings boom to celestial cults. The invasion of the Thargoids has resulted in an unexpected boom in nutty cults, according to Galnet's religious affairs team. The team, which consists of stringer Gethin Okonkwo, reports that the one thing in common between all the nouveau religious establishments is a firm conviction that the end is nigh. However, the different cults have different opinions about what needs to be done. Generation Omega reckons the best way to cock a snook at the Thargoid invasion force is for everyone to die before the Thargoids arrive, depriving the Thargoids of their victory. The Church of the Eternal Void reckons that Thargoids are devils and the Guardians are angels. Unfortunately, the Guardian angels have apparently decided that humanity is not worth saving, while the devilish Thargoids appear to think that humanity is a shoo-in for eternal damnation. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is alone inhaling the arrival of Tharg the Mighty, leader of the Thargoids, as the second coming of their secular deity. Having noted a clear inverse correlation effect, these so-called Pastafarians also believe that the almost complete decline in piracy is caused by galactic warming. Tharg the Mighty is reported to be having second thoughts about a proposed meeting with President Zachary Hudson but he's not ruled out accepting an honorary deification from the Pastafarians, leaving hope that war might yet be averted. Do you feel lucky, cult? 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. He cuts it a bit fine on some of those uh, some of those jokes, doesn't he? Well, he does, but he knows his stuff, doesn't he? It, he does, and these strange religious cults. We're not we're not alien to these ones ourselves, are we? With the uh, the no. mad monks of Van Marnen yeah, down there, though I don't think they're paying attention to galactic uh, goings on. They're sort of sequestered in their tiny little permit locked bubble. Well, it keeps them busy. It keeps them off the streets. Well, they're busy enough looking after Cal for us. Only two more weeks to go and we get him back again. Yay! Woohoo! Oh, we, we do miss him a little bit. Anyway, we, we've had some guesses as to the theme because, you know, the, the first couple, if you Googled them, like Draxor, um, you, you might be able to work out or where, where they came from, but you've got to think about the theme that's going on. So we had a couple of guesses here. Um, now, who wants to take the first one? Flossie, do you want to take... Can you see the notes there? Uh, yes, I can, yeah. So, so you, you take the first one. Okay. Um, mind why pin team speak. Is the theme space balls? No, I think he's got his Schwartz in the twist there. No, the theme <coughs> isn't space balls. And then uh, the second guess, uh, Dead Meat here, is from Ninja, I think. It is, yes, although we're not sure if that was a guess or just being rude, because his was balls. I think they're commenting on my music choice this evening. It is a bit eccentric this evening. Just this evening. But um, I have no idea how the first tune definitely links to, to balls somewhere, unless it's something to do with Rimclap. <laughs> anyway, and the second tune, well, that's just commenting on, on yeah, 80s TV, and that's, that's just rude, because 80s TV was great, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic stuff. Knight Rider. Ooh. That's good enough. We got yeah, uh, well, Draxor was guessing as well on Discord. Oh no, Dr Draxor's guessing like mad, and I think uh, poor Snoz is getting a million Draxors a minute. I don't know what ah. that's worth in real money, but a million Draxors is a, a, a bit like um, Lyra back in the day, isn't it? Oh, harsh, but you know, fair. Anyway, well, and you see, be enough you, to scramble anyone's brain. Yeah, well, you you can you can hear his voice here. He's he's Hutton's own very own, um, uh, buck naked or his representative. Now, we understand that you you do enjoy um, riding your space hog about the place. I do, absolutely. Yeah, uh, com complete with um, a great big thundering thundering engine, loads of smoke coming out the back, and uh, a lot of noise. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to have a tune, and then when we come back, we're going to have a little bit of buck naked. But now. It's Space Hog with In the Meantime. And now, I think we're going to go and listen to Buck Naked. He's American, don't you know? Or air. Here he is from the con space ways To share with us his trucking ways With stats filled up from the last seven days He won't say fuck, it's Buck. Well, I was wondering where my music was. Howdy there, truckers. This is old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lakecon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. 
How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as getting a ticket in the mail, and it ain't even yours. It's your daughter's. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander V'ger Starseed took in 17,200 light years. Wonder if he's off to start a new galaxy somewhere away from them Thargoids. Tearing up the skies this week, we got Commander Atik 2 with an amazing 73 million credits earned and accounted for. Our top mission trucker this week continues to be held by Commander Montgomery Python with 999 mission points earned. And since he's such a busy little bee, he'll be named again here in a moment. Driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander Rob Roy Outlaw hauled 1,535 passengers around the galaxy. He's got a solid four and a half stars out of five on his Google reviews, too. Seems he only misplaced one passenger along the way. And for the cargo-carrying truckers doing what we do best, Commander Montgomery Python continues to hold the lead and get his name mentioned twice in one show, again, with exactly 99,999 tons of cargo hauled. Guess he didn't want to break into six digits this week. Regardless, he gets the All Nines Award this week. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brent Riverboat with a time of 1 hour, 25 minutes, and 46 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of May was done by Commander Deep Flyer in 1 hour, 27 minutes, and 29 seconds. Think you got what it takes to beat Brett's score? Well, get the Hutton Helper installed and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. Hutton Top Truck, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy with a box of dog biscuits you can bribe Alvin with. Thank you very much, Buck Naked. Nice to see a You're couple up. of new names in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure is. You, you know, and what's odd, all these 99 that Montgomery Python got put together. Uh, I, I uh, think that was played for, that one. That, that was definitely, that's got to be a setup, doesn't it? He either played for it or there's an issue with the oh no, no no we, we checked with interior fusion those are legit numbers as well that was um, mm. bought and played for definitely bought and played for that one well then i guess so, that's why he got the all nines award this week absolutely well as as long as uh somebody's uh, out there trucking we're happy to report on it so thank you very much uh buck naked now we've had reports <coughs> that there are a number of people down in the green room um who, who are guilty of robbery this week daylight robbery and one person up here in the live show who's clearly a Muppet. We're not, we're not going to say why, but um, it sounds like that bunch down there are as thick as thieves because they're not spilling the beans on who. So uh, we have a tune just for them before we run down to the green room. Uh, it is 
thick as thieves by the Menzingers. Well, hopefully our lives are back. Uh, lives are back live again. Our mics are back live again. Good evening, green room. Hello. 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 Oh, you've got hey. talk power. Hello. Hey. I, I think Even Star might be there. Hopefully, this is going out on the radio as well. We didn't have a mics of this, that, and the other warning, but hopefully, he's there. Quick, you know what? I've lent, oh, I've no, lent on the big fat mute button. Ah. Oh dear, can't be trusted. Well, good evening, everybody, and for those of you that are being thick as thieves, oh, we know that you caught me doing something stupid. Buh, 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 buh. Oh dear, yes, you did something very stupid, didn't you, Mr. Vince? I know, I was trying to tell Mr. Giller, and um, yes, I then maybe accidentally spilled the script all over the screen between the live studio and the green room. <clears throat> but you didn't see the answer, did you? No, we don't see any answers at all. So anybody, anybody guessing and sending Snoz guesses, you actually have to explain why these last ones fit in as well. Uh, the, the first couple are easy. Is it Doncum? It's not Doncum, because Doncum's doing really well at the moment. Yes, I, I want well. on even when this script spill happened. Yes, exactly. You missed you, out. You missed out. Everybody got the theme apart from you because you didn't say hello to us. And so you're the only person guessing, Drexor, and you've got, you've got to get it by the end of the show because I think the next tune gives it away. Unlike me that gave it away at the start of the show. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to run down the green room as we do normally and um, hopefully the little note I left in the script that everybody can see. Well, no, actually, hopefully it's not everybody. It's just um, the crew can see. Um, Eric, do you want to uh, start going down the green room and then we're going to take turns? Sure. Well, I got two things going on this week. First, I just got a letter from the City of Austin Municipal Port telling me I have a delinquent parking ticket because my daughter parked illegally. And um, this could really screw up my vacation plans if I don't get this taken care of like now. So that's one thing. And then the other, um, you know, my little intro where we talked about uh, Wee Willie Dangles. Um, that's actually someone local around here who has been streaking through the stores. <laughs> so <laughs> we decided to introduce him into this. Into the it, it was you, wasn't it? It was no, no, we have a picture of him and it ain't me. <laughs> so it was your daughter who parked illegally and it definitely no. wasn't you streaking. I get that's it. That's, that's correct. All, yeah, that yeah. sounds mm -hmm. legit. <laughs> Plausible deniability. So that's that's what's been going on around here. Oh, well, well, thank you very much, um, Mr. Naked's representative. Eric, um, do, do you want to ask the next person the question? Mr. Evenstar, yes. how have you been doing? Oh, I've just been fine and dandy. Huh? Out of me, me bike getting those thighs up and um, screwing new things into it and unscrewing old things from my mountain bike and finding lots of water gushing out, which might explain their horrible noises, and um, getting ready for a little sojourn on Seoul next week or away with the kids. So that that should you, be a lot of fun for the bug. You know how much you know how much water weighs, right? Lots. Yeah. Yeah. So also, you don't really want that in your bicycle to begin with. No, it's not the right place for it. I'm pretty sure about that. I think it was in the manual somewhere. <laughs> Doesn't do the bearings any good either. But, you know what? Back when I was in elementary school, I had leaned my bike up against a tree and I got back into it later and a nest of big old tree ants decided to take up residence in my handlebars. Ouch. I'll take the water anytime. Yeah. And and your training wheels were, were yes, mm -hmm. under no. attack by the... 
But, but by the ants and your hands were under attack. Well, yeah, it sounds painful. Because they, they make proper ants over there. They actually bite people and hurt people. Yeah, no, I, I rode home with, uh, you know, not using the handlebar at all. That's a good training session. You yeah, know, lots of people do that to look stylish. You were doing it for fear of death by ants. That plus I already knew how to do it. But uh, I tell you, you put the hose on one side of the handlebar and everything washes right out. <laughs> oh, it was one of those bikes. Yeah, it was a 10-speed with the curved handles. Well, thank you very much, Commander Evenstar. So who's next? It's Mr. Fletch. Well, what have you been uh, up to this week? Dying of mods. Come back to me later or ignore me. Bah. For the mug. For the mug. For the drugs. <laughs> and, and if it's the hot toddy, it's for the glugs. La, 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 and if it's the axe weapons, it's for the bugs. And Galactic Mitten, what have you been doing this week? Nothing. Hello. Hello. Uh, mostly this week, uh, in extracurricular duties, I've been trying to reorganise my um, music collection. I actually got some help from Simeth to do that. I'm hoping I can that, yeah. freshen, freshen up Hutton Orbital Radio a little bit. Oh, good. You have new tunes or just shuffling the order? I've got some new stuff and I'm rediscovering lots of old stuff that I completely forgot I had. And learning some things I've never listened to. That was basically my brother's. And so when one may, when may one hear your, your epic tunage? I'll have to get back to you because I don't know when 9 I... 9am and 9pm. Well, I can't promise the new stuff yet. No, no, but <laughs> your, your, your session regardless is on at 9am and 9pm, I think. Yeah. Is that British summer time or...? No, that, that's, um, that's real time. That's um, UK time. Okay. Yep, which is should, an hour ahead of game time. I think. Actually, I did. I did listen this morning. It sounded fantastic. Mainly because Excellent. I wasn't on it. Well, thank you very much. And we moving down, next... uh, even Star, take the next one. Oh, yes, I've got the tech monkey himself. How's your legs? Ooh, ooh, ooh. My legs are mankin'. Oh, I'm not sure whether that's good or bad. They are agony. <laughs> oh, <Walked> miles. <laughs> All two of them. Uh, but I tell you what, I'm down to double digits again. Hey, well done. Yeah, yeah, nice. so you're, you're under the ton as well? Yep. You're catching yep, me I'm, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm racing. So, yeah, it's uh, like all part of uh, Cow's plan to just... It's, when everything's fully loaded, it's really hard to get a routine that's healthy and everything. So that's what we've been focusing on for the last, last um, 20 years, it feels like. Um, but it's no, it's making a huge difference. We're feeling better. Um, oh, it, when he comes back, he'll come back stronger and uh, less of a man. Yay! <laughs> so he's going to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a big girls' player sometimes, but you know we don't hold that against him. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, things are going really, really well there. Um, We've get getting the routines put in place, which was what this month was all about. So, no, I'm really happy with the progress that we're all making, including everyone out there as well. It's it's phenomenal. Um, I think we're all motivating each other. 
Yes, uh, between us, we've lost at least two Alvins. There you go. We did the sums with Snoz <laughs> earlier. And uh, if you add up uh, all the exercise and weight loss, we've lost two Alvins so far. That's a pretty significant uh, amount, isn't it? Virtuous circle. Yeah, I would hate to think how much it's going to be by um, LaveCon. That's that's where we want to get to a certain level. There's a benchmark there to be fit enough to do LaveCon without uh, feeling like we're dead. You could always but, walk to LaveCon. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> I would walk 500 miles. In this case, it's literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't walk 500 miles, not for any money. Just, just that sat nav you had last time. <laughs> I had keep left. Um, no, but um, yeah, absolutely a brilliant week. It was Grant's weekend, uh, birthday at the beginning of the week as well. So we managed to still lose weight while having birthday cake. So oh, well done! Oh, impressive work yeah. that is. It is. I mean, that was a mission. That is all. It's, that's what it's all about: <laughs> having our cake and eating it. <laughs> uh, well, excellent. Well done, and very happy birthday to the Kermeister. Yeah, yeah, happy so birthday, yeah, to birthday to Rome. Yeah, and for the mug. For the mug. Well, next on the list to ask a question is me. And next on the list to be asked the question is me. So, uh, hello, Vin. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm fine, thank you. I went to a studio this week. I actually went with HCS Voice Packs over to assist them with the recording of the Parrot Companion Pack, which sounded like a lot of squawking, but then um, a lot of giggling and a lot of fun. So uh, Finn, who is doing the, uh, the the parrot voice pack, I have to say, is an exceptional uh, voice specialist. He is a professional in his field and did sound very parroty for the entire thing. Um, and because he was so good, he used up all of his lines in no time at all, which meant we had some time to record a bit of Cecil, which we've had during the show. So thank you very much, Cecil. We've also recorded another 22 bits and bobs to go into the radio show, which I'm hoping I'm going to send to Simon sometime soon um, for extra bits of what are you listening to at the moment and this song's rubbish, move on. Um, so there's a load more content coming to the radio soon and a bit of Cecil as well. And we also managed to get some updates to the Cecil voice pack to add in uh, things we were missing for the first time round, which Dobbo and I are now working on to try and get release uh, one and a half of the Cecil pack soon ish oh, great and news. other than that for the mug well i'm just going to dive in here because you have reminded me saying studio stuff that is something that i have unforgivably um, unforgivably forgotten which is that, that my fabulous co-pilot the the wonderful and sexy miss featherstone has finally released a cd today Ooh. so for the past couple of months they've been recording and singing and massaging tunes and i've been playing with artwork and and we had 10 boxes of cds turn up and it's all very exciting and it got launched about oh four or five hours ago so um she's published we do share on the facebookage and here in the uh, the green room and everything and and, and can people throw money at these CDs? They certainly can throw money. If they want to go to champagne at theblitz.co.uk, I'm sure they will be pointed very quickly into the CD shop. But uh, yes, oh, I, I should be Facebooking. Are you, bring, are you bringing some along to um, to Lavecon for us to put on the uh, our, our headphones while we're I, ignoring dockers? I'd love to, but I'm not going to Lavecon. <laughs> oh. But uh, I shall send some along with, uh, with, uh, with uh, um, somebody who I can um, can collar who's local. If not, I shall just post. But it, it oh, well, shall... sounds great. Looking forward to listening. It always liked the, the the parody tunes have been done for us. So hopefully, you know, the pro ones, proper lyrics and proper music will be all that little bit better. Yes. Anyway, well, you're you're next on the list. So so who are you going to say hi to? Well, and I... um, 
Uh, there's some there's some missing ones, but maybe maybe a real oh, one so... might turn up. Yeah, so um, we don't win. Tyrus Fusion's away. Is Bing Gong Bong on love there? Is he... um? Or is he just hiding behind the mic? No. We'll move on then to Commander Ventura. How's your asp, Mr. Ventura? It's not bad. Not bad. Um, not really be doing much in game. Uh, just doing work, real life stuff. So I don't know. It's been about it. Um, yeah, for the mug. For the mug. So. Dead meat. It's you. I see. In that case, Commander Zane Till. Are you there? And what have you been doing? Hello. Hello there. What have you been up to this week? Um, hauling for Operation Ida, uh, exploring barnacle sites, um, in the transmissions off the Aegis uh, Eagle Eye Network, and today been going back and forth with uh, the children of Roxla, regarding what's going on in the Pleiades and our lockdown situation. Um, it's quite complicated, and I've got nothing done at all uh, today other than doing that. I've just turned it over to Ninja, who is our amazing uh, lead coordinator at Ida. But, uh, yeah, doing quite a bit this week. But there's nothing to do in, uh, in Elite Dangerous, according to the forums. No, definitely nothing. It's boring. <laughs> nothing you sit in your ship and stare at the sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Flossie, you're up. Yep. Uh, next one is uh, Dave. Uh, what have you been up to? No, it's not Dave. Ah, oh, it says Dave on there. <laughs> DB. DB. It's me. All oh, right. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Hello, Dave. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Dave. <laughs> You're my wife now, Dave. Jesus. <laughs> That was. I'm not sure we should have given you that new mic, should we? No. Okay, so what have you been up to? Um, nothing much apart from secret stuff, which I still can't tell you about. But I am going to a convention this weekend, so I won't see you all till Tuesday. Right, see you well, next I'll Tuesday, Dave. Have a good time <laughs> at your convention. I will. <laughs> Other than that, it's just a feather mug. Hey, thank you very much. Lovely. Feather mug. I think that'll be me next, and we're, we're straight back to Dead Meat GF. So, what have you been up to? Uh, well, in game, I've been playing around in VR again and just really enjoying that uh, because it's the scale is just so incredible. <laughs> um, outside of game, uh, mostly inspired by these amazing Scotsmen doing their fitness thing, I've been doing quite a bit more running so uh, getting getting gradually more healthy um, back to doing a 5k without really thinking about it again so I'm looking forward to pushing on towards 10 really uh, I did spend a little while watching Draxor doing some artwork on Twitch as well which is quite fun Ooh, that sounds uh, interesting is that a Tony Hart special it was wasn't it yes and for those of you not old enough to remember Tony Hart, to think Art Attack with more style. <laughs> and and the start of Arden Animations. Of course, yes. Uh, and apart from that, really, it's, it's for the mug. And uh, next up is El Mastery. Hello. How's the beer? Um, yeah, not too bad. Um, I actually had, there was a competition last weekend, which I was also judging at. Uh, so that was a 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I had three beers in there. Um, I got uh, second place in the multi-British and Irish ales category. So, oh, yeah, quite pleased with that. And, and, and which, which, of, right. which of your drinks managed to get that? And uh, it was well, uh, if, you were, Scot- if you were judging yours, what would be your review, your tasting notes on that one? Uh, well, it was a Scottish export. So um, if you think McEwan's um, export, something like that, except mine was probably a little bit more fruity uh, and, yeah. It, it, it's very nice. I, I'm enjoying it, so uh, <laughs> all good there. Um, other than that, um, I've been doing more cycling training um, and really regretting <laughs> signing well, up. For we're this. all sounding far too healthy here. This is this is terrible. It's, it's yeah, really well, not part it's, of our uh, ethos, is it? No, not really. Um, yeah, <laughs> considering my two main hobbies are playing computer games and making beer, which obviously in, involves drinking a fair amount. I'm not really one you would hold up as a um, example of fine health and fitness well I, I think that describes most of us apart from the racing whippet himself spike who well uh, and uh, yeah, even star and spike both do a lot of cycling the rest of us are, yeah we're just um gonna wing it aren't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> hope so or die trying well no we won't do that we just maybe take a little bit longer and the hike might get a bit dark as we're going up the volcano yeah Okay, let's go with that. But well, that, yeah, for the mug. For the mug. Eric, it's you. Oh. It, it's it's a rotation of people. Okay. If you say so. Let's see. That was El Masri. Uh, so are we on Eros, Madeline? Right? Hello. How are you doing? I. Yeah, I've not been uh, I've not been in the green room for a long time, uh, mostly because I moved. Uh, but uh, I I'm still currently outside of Triumph uh, Lab right now, uh, listening to radio like a cheeky boy. Um, yeah, I haven't really played Elite for a little while. But I thought I'd stop in and see how you guys are doing. Um, I've mostly been playing uh, BattleTech, sort of reliving my my childhood uh, yes. love of MechWarrior. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm stuck on a mission myself. Oh, stompy <laughs> robots, yes? Yeah, yeah stompy yeah. robots, big stompy robots. Stompy, stompy, smashy, smashy, and shooty, shooty. Uh, yeah, so uh, speaking of pew-pew, I'm currently doing laser training. <laughs> so I laser training? Eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's you know big scary lasers. Don't look into the light with your remaining eye, this kind of thing. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah. So other than that, I'm hoping actually, given that this 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 nice little trade weekend is kicking in, and I currently have a, a free weekend, and my wife is away, uh, so I'm probably going to get back into into uh, elite and do some VR. I think. And and um, are you going to be what CGing, blowing things up? I mean, what, what's your preference? I'm not sure. Probably, I don't know. Probably a bit of trading and um, exploration. Um, I know there's no, I know there's no bonuses on exploration at the moment, but I keep meaning to go out back out in the black. The, the other thing as well is I know it kept getting mentioned about when I'm going to do a science video. I'm a little bit closer. I actually have a scanner now, so uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I might also work on that weekend. Oh, looking forward to it. Whatever than that, yeah, for the mug. For the mug. Who's after me? Oh, even sorry. Or no, no, no. After you, after you, dead meat again now. Oh, dead meat again. Oh, dead meat. I lost, dead meat. I lost oh, my back. button. 
Uh, yes, I lost my button, but I get to ask Flossie what you've been up to. Well, uh, as uh, reported in the news earlier, um, <laughs> I did get involved in a, a bit of a, a rescue of uh, one of the truckers yesterday. How many um, minutes Claire of Helen. air were left? Uh, as I arrived, she'd just run out of air, and when I fueled her, I think she had less than five minutes. So, um, wasn't too bad, it was pretty good, that. But, um, yeah, it's the call, she came on Facebook asking for help, asking for me, and uh, I had a look and I thought, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to check. But by then she'd already called the rat, so there was somebody already on the way. Anyway, I logged into the IRC and uh, asked about it and had a look and I thought, well, um, if I do normal jumping, it's going to take forever. So I'll, maybe I should have a look at the neutron stars again and found I could get there in 59 jumps. So I called 59 and set off. And a little while later, I was uh, getting close. I still hadn't been actually allocated. And then eventually, um, I said, that's you know, 50 odd, 50 odd jumps left and said, yeah, okay, go ahead. So <laughs> uh, she added me to a friend's and we continued as a normal um, rat rescue. So oh, that many, that many jumps hours, with only five minutes to spare. Several hours later. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was out at the, at the main menu uh, most of the time and just logged in uh, as I arrived in the system, really. So... Um, you know, she wasn't on five minutes of air all that time. <laughs> in fact, she wasn't out of air. She wasn't didn't have the oxygen when I set off. It wasn't until after she logged in that she actually ran out and was down to, say, five minutes. But, um, yeah, it was, otherwise it was a fairly routine rescue. But at least I got to practice neutron stars again, which... Uh, um, I'm only, I'm still pretty new at doing them. It usually takes me two or three attempts to get a charge out of each one, but uh, I get there in the end. Uh, other than that, not a lot really, sorting photos. And, uh, no, nothing much else, just for the mug. Have, have you had a chance to do neutron stars in VR at all? I haven't yet, no, I haven't uh, tried that yet. They're very impressive and very, very frightening. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a little bit... Yeah, can, can confirm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just about getting used to them, but I, I do lose sight of them, so perhaps the, the VR will help me sort of to keep staying inside them, I don't know. Well, with the extra view around, it is a bit easier to keep track of where you are. Yeah. But, yeah. And I, I find I, I've drift out of it and I've turned round and it's miles away again. I have to go back and try again. So I'm very, very uh, inexperienced at the moment. <laughs> Anyone got any hints on how I can improve? I'll gratefully accept them. 25% would be my Practice, hint. practice, practice. <laughs> it is, when I first tried them on the last rescue I did, I was getting them first time every time. And then as I got... Well, a bit tired, I suppose. It was taking two or three attempts, but this time it seemed to be two or three attempts every time. I'm, I tend to you go away from the star and just put it in reverse thrust sort of thing, then let it build up, then zoom out of it. <laughs> All that's right. A bit, that's a bit risky, but if you're going the right way, it's, 
it does the trick at nine times out of nine sort of thing, so... Nine times out of nine, all right. Nine times out of ten sort of thing, so sorry. <laughs> it's all the nines again. Yeah, it's just that sometimes you have to go back in again just to top it off sort of thing, so... Do you know, I'm very familiar and with that experience. Toward, towards the end oh, of my dear. trip yesterday, I was starting to get <laughs> firm shift uh, failures as well. <laughs> so I was having to drop it, drop out of Super Cruise, recharge my FST, and then go each time. So uh, it was getting a little bit painful near the end because I didn't have an FMU with me. Oh, well, thank you very much, Commander Flossie, and it's your turn to speak to the next person. Oh, right, yes. Um, oh, I see you. Is I seen you there? Mm, no sign of Iceni. King Hanky, what have you been up to? I've just been doing a bit of engineering stuff in the bubble and I've been doing stuff, missions, and I've been doing some CG stuff as well. So I've been doing a mixture of stuff. Yeah, I was, I was doing the uh, CG in, um, in Colonia. Yeah. <laughs> I I've didn't got, get very far. I got to, my two commanders got medals and, you know, the decals in Colonia. I got one commander doing a, got a decal in the bubble, so I've done pr quite well for that, but I've been concentrating on engineering a lot with one of my other commanders. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually checked my decals yet, so I've got to top 50%, so I'll get the, uh, what, the... It's John's oh. one, isn't it? Anyway, for the Colonia mug. <laughs> for the Colonia mug. All right. Uh, and next up we have uh, Lenin. How are you doing, Lenin? Oh, I'm doing fine, thank you. Cool. What have you been up to this past week? Anything exciting or just a quick for the mug? Yeah, I'm just planning to use up a lot of materials during the weekend for engineering. And that's yeah. about it. Oh, lots of for the mug. For the mug. Now, the next one down on the list is uh, Lord Alvin of Difa himself. And um, Alvin has an important message, Robert. He chucked a party this weekend at which everybody got really drunk and then trashed Mike's kitchen. And I think he said woof a lot. But um, as, as Lord Alvin of Difa is not going to say hi to anybody, uh, Lord Shouty, how are you? I'm very good, Mr. Vinge. And other than walking and joining in this crazy fitness thing everybody seems to be having, uh, what else have you been up to? Yep, I have gone from attracting small plants to just small asteroids. Um, so yeah, that's it's... no moon. <laughs> Don't get him started. I'll bet it is. Not when I pass the neighbour's window, that's not what they say. That's definitely it's a basic <laughs> Yeah, he just suffers with asteroids. No, this week I have been most... Um, well, we did a Docker free through on Friday, which went very well, um, for Lapecon, and me and I dragged the cow from um, doing his fitness regime, and we edited the script a little bit here and there, and it seemed to be very much ready for Lapecon now, so that's all up and done. Still waiting on someone to do a part for the other episode of Docker's. Uh, yeah, I, I understand he abdicated and left it up to me. <laughs> well, other than that, no. Um, yeah, not really. Um, Donk has been doing really well, though. We've got another station, so we've now got three in the system. So that's two orbitals and one platform. 
So, yep, other than that, for the come. All right. Well, now that the come's done, <laughs> I get to introduce Mr. Mindwipe, the Lord of Haircuts and Bad News. I am so sorry to hear about what's happened to you. Hey, don't worry about it. It's nice to be actually be online at the moment. But, um, yeah, I've actually not been too bad. You know, moving house, a few down elements, as a lot of people know. But, you know, living, in, you know, as you do, day to day, day to day. But uh, I do appreciate all the sentiments in the community that I've actually had for what happened. So that has really, really perked me up and stuff like that. So it's really appreciated. And since I'm talking with you, Eric, yeah, mm-hmm. battle tech for the win. Oh, yeah. Love oh, it. every day. I will love playing that since it's the only game I can play right now. But uh, <laughs> it's on my kid's rig. So other than that, yeah, just moving house, dealing with all the nonsense that's been going on, as you all know, in the community that you've seen happen with me. But so, yeah, uh, day-to-day nonsense, loving the shows, loving the stuff, loving the community. So as Hanky said, for the Colonial Mug. For the Mug. And Ninja, what have you been up to this week? Your mother. Oh, oh, no. Terrible fellow. That's terrible man. Talk, that is. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. Um, yeah, I am. I, so, I am someone else. But how's it? How's it been going? Not bad. It's been a bit of an interesting day. <laughs> it's just the yeah, day. I mean, those few words speak volumes somewhere. <laughs> And not because your mother's been here, but... <laughs> it's the quietest he's been all evening. Even quieter than when they're doing the Yeah, it's a very quiet... What well, ninjas supposed to be quiet, aren't they? You know, secret ninjas. They attack when you're least expecting it. 404. I am looking over my shoulder. That's what she says. 503 in ninjas, case. Well, it looks like it's uh, Flossie's turn again. For the month. You, you get the OD. <laughs> I get the OD. Hello, OD. What have you been up to? He, he's not talking Nothing to much. Oh, just trying to lose weight as usual. Oh, you not you two. Oh, you. Oh, right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and also, I had to find something harder than uh, having no pers- personality and right. Uh, reading off a script that writes itself. What's that? I can't hear you. Right. Uh, And do you have any, uh, dare I ask, puns for us tonight? No, I had, uh, I was thinking of things harder to do than uh, reading off uh, accounts receivable. But yeah, anyways, yeah, I got no puns this week. Make a note in the diary, please. Oh, do you have no puns tonight? <laughs> That's a first. Odie, I've got oh, one for you. Much, okay. Have you ever tried blind archery? You don't no. know what you're missing. No, but no, no. no. Oh, oh, it was too Flesh. good to last, wasn't it? Too good to last. Let's move on swiftly to Commander Pom. How are you? Hiding at the bottom of the table there. Keyboard three calling Commander Pom. I think Pom, I killed Pom, him. Pom, Pom, Pom. 
No, he, he's, he's, he's hidden. He's been floored by that joke. Well, we'll move on to last but not least, Commander Guess Simmons. Guess problems, apparently. Uh, Blame Mike, he's a bastard. <laughs> Good evening, Simmons. <laughs> How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. How has your week been? You got anything exciting to tell us? Apart from wasting loads of materials engineering at the beginning of the week, um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it keeps you busy, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's always a good day in your cockpit. And I've got I've got a weekend free of the Mrs. Draxor, so I'll be getting a lot of elite time. Ooh, and on bonus you. weekend too. What have you done to it? I'm just shipping it to Birmingham for the weekend. Oh, that's just cruel, that is. <laughs> oh, not, not sending it to Coventry then. Not Coventry, no, just Birmingham. But just a quick fill the mug for me as well. Then. Well, for the mug. Right, and thank you very everybody. Uh, thank you very much, everybody in the green room. And uh, that that's it for the uh, the green room bit of the show. Now we we need to run upstairs, and then we have got the final tune coming up uh, in the subject for this evening. So uh, anybody who hasn't got it yet, this one's going to be a complete giveaway. But so sh should we do the running upstairs first? Let's do that, shall we? Let's do the swap with that thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. But so sh should we do the running upstairs? There we go. That's that thing swapped. Okay, well, hopefully we're live again down in the green room for everybody else. So we had a couple more guesses before we go to the final tune, because the final tune's a complete giveaway. Um, so uh, do, you, do you want to give away the, the next guest that we had in the uh, the chat yeah, channel? Go on now. So we had MindWipe again in TeamSpeak, and he guessed Windows Wallpapers, which is you, you, you curious. What? Hang yeah. on, I'm just going to review these. So we had some bogeys... The touch, or a bit of bush, a space hog, and some thieves. Mm. I don't, no, I don't follow Mindwipe at all on that one. I, th I think he's, um, he's been at the onion head again. <laughs> well, I can't and, say I blame him after the week he's had. Uh, and uh, then we had Jester via Discord. I'm thinking pigs this week. Bush, pigs, space hog. I once again, I don't know where the rest of them fit in, unless he touches pigs with his menzinger. Yeah, well. Like you can get a rash from that. That's oh, that can be nasty. You can do so. Sh mm. Should we do the uh, the last tune um, now? Obviously, with all the guessing that's been going on, it's quite clear that you're all, you know, blessed with simple minds. And that was the theme for Great Cities by Simple Minds. Thank you very much, everybody. It's been a nice, relaxing show this evening. Back in the swing of things, we've got one more week of managing without the cow. Cowless. Uh, Cow has uh, some some tickets for some gig uh, next Thursday to round off his uh, sabbatical, and then in two weeks' time he's going to be back. In the meantime, um, we're going to be uh, catching up on things like the Frontier stream to do with the the new game from Spider Mind Games, and hoping beyond all hope that we get some updates soon. And crates. Well, I bet you it's not going to be the crate, is it? Oh, looking forward to that one. Who knows? Well, there's something well, coming soon-ish. So you said he'll be back, not next week, but week after. But, but that's are we going phone. to? Yeah, are we going to? Oh delay? no, no, we're holding him to Thursday. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. I don't care if he has to wing it on his mobile phone, or or phone it in, or something. Uh, all right. So we have. You're still going to do it. The night before. Yes, it was the night before LaveCon, and all through the house, nothing was stirring apart from Cow, who was talking on the radio. 
said, pack all the stuff up, don't they? Ready, ready to take the lift. He, he's got he's got enough kit oh. there. I'm sure he can find a microphone and a uh, something. Uh, <laughs> here's someone who yeah. knows something. What you got, move? Um, yeah. all, all I know is that the night before we travel down to LaveCon, it's, it's, it's uh, Susie's birthday. Oh, okay, right. so we, we've got two more weeks without Calvin, and um, we're going to have to wing it for another two, especially. Well, he didn't tell us that one, did he? Yeah, it's just, I haven't put two and two together yet either. I don't think he's worked that out either. <laughs> right, so anybody who's waiting for the cow, you're going to have to see him at LaveCon and then persuade him maybe he might get back on the radio, I don't know, sometime late June. Yeah, that's a total oversight on his half. On behalf. <laughs> oh, we are going to rip the mickey out of him for that one. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we have to start working on a special theme for, you know, oops, I forgot it was my wife's birthday. There must be a, a theme, music theme in there somewhere. So another question. <laughs> are we going to try and do anything at LaveCon for, like, news or some other Well, we haven't been invited to do anything yet, but we'll have to talk to those people running the audio equipment where we might, you know, sneak in and take over. You know, guerrilla broadcasting. Mm. With the tech monkey. Ho ho. Oh, I thought that was quite a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, but you okay. see that the gorilla's an ape and you know, tech monkey's a monkey. Yeah, they they get very upset if you get, get the um, the species crossed. Yeah, it's the tails, isn't it? That's the one. Right, so we we had some some more guesses and lots of guesses, apart from the fact I accidentally gave the uh, the theme away this week. So, um, are you guys all clued up about the theme? Nope. Okay, well, in which case, Buck, you can take the first one. So, what was the first tune this evening, and how does it link to the theme? Oh, the first song was Colonel Bogey March by Boston Pops Orchestra. And, and how, and how does that fit the theme? Mm, I have no idea because I don't see the cheat sheet. <laughs> no, there isn't in the cheat sheet. I didn't explain them all. Well, the first one happens to be the theme to the Bridge Over the River Kwai movie. Okay. So the theme was the theme on that one. And uh, Flossie, the second one? Uh, the hint second... from Draxor's in the notes. Yeah, second is the old Transformers movie theme. Oh, the Touch by Stan Bush, yes. Loads of great tunes in that uh, the soundtrack from Transformers the movie, the, the original animation. So, yes, it was the theme uh, from the old Transformers the movie movie. And then Even Star, the next one. Even Star, oh, I haven't got a clue on most of these. I've got the first one, but the, the rest I'm, I'm looking for. But it was... Well, g g read it out and then look at Draxor's hint. And there's was, a hint there about who might have got it right. It was In the Meantime by Space Hog and... Um, says the me theme well if you look at the words in the meantime what can you see oh, th oh that's the word bad theme it is isn't it oh that that's that's beautifully done well done and well spotted by draxor and then the next one i'll take the next one was thick as thieves by the menzingers and funnily enough the menzinger starts with the word theme as well And Dead Meat, you can have the easy one. Oh, God. I think Simple Minds, because it's a very simple theme this week. Or so maybe the title of the tune. Or, or it could be the first word of the 
title of the juniors. Which was theme for Great City. So the theme this week is a bit of a thin one, but the theme this week was actually the theme. <laughs> Very meta. Now, for, for, the, for those of you, Lord Shouty, that managed to get your hands on the script because you're a dastardly robber and I was an idiot, um, you nearly got it right, but we were disqualified for shoving. And Draxor, who wasn't paying any attention, actually managed to get it right. So congratulations, Draxor, but you've already got a radio mug. So we don't get to send you two radio mugs. We might have to send Draxor a little something else. Oh, I'm sure I'll send her a little something else. Oh, no, I think Drexel's got one of your patches. I'm not talking about a patch. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll find, we'll find, we'll find something to send to, to Drexel. And thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in this week to the Hutton Orbital Bulletin and Mini Show. We've got another Hutton Orbital Bulletin and Mini Show next week, possibly broadcasting from the middle of the Gnosis, somewhere orbiting at great speed uh, around Mitter and Hollow. Because it, it will be there by then. It'll be there by lunchtime on Thursday next week. Just about be enough time to get the transmitter installed? Yeah, the, the, the high-speed Doppler-proof transmitter. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a yeah, fair bit of that. Yeah, in circles. It's going to sound like one of those old old organs. I can't remember the name of them. There's this, this swiddly bit inside. Hammond well, organ. not the Wurlitzers. No, the Hammond organ, that was it. They, they got oh, the a, Hammond, yeah. They've got it, a whirly yes. thing inside, haven't they? Do they? They do. That's why you get that sort of whirly noise, because they've got something spinning around. I thought that was why a whirlitzer was called a whirlitzer. You, you might be right. <laughs> no, I'm just, just checking. <laughs> we'll have to go and look this one up now on, on the jolly old internet. But thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Cecil, for the extra uh, submissions in that one. And uh, have you got a tune to take us out on? Yes, I have. It, it, it fits in with your theme. The, the, the spare tune, in fact. So we'll... well um, Go on then. Let's settle out the last word and then we'll go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? <laughs>